Are we really doing this? We're doing it. Ah! Welcome to the Mom Tales and Cocktails podcast. I'm Shelby Lovitz, the fitness and nutrition coach for moms and soon-to-be moms, mom of three, and twin mom. My passion is helping women learn to strengthen their bodies and mind for pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. And I'm Erin Patel, mom of two toddler boys. I work in aerospace and defense doing digital transformation and supply chain strategy, so data is in my DNA. I'm always looking for research-backed solutions to better myself as a mom and as an individual, and I love helping other moms do the same. We're here to give you the tough love, the real and raw truths on motherhood and how to do it all without losing yourself along the way. So sit back with your cocktail or mocktail and get ready to transform your mind, body, and life. Hello, beautiful moms. So I just love today's topic because this is something there's just so many misconceptions about. And we are going to bust through so many different myths when it comes to exercise during pregnancy. And I always go back to this pamphlet that you get at your initial doctor's appointment when you first kind of find out you're pregnant. Um, And I always, I still save it so I can go back and look at how not helpful it is. And it's basically just a, um, a short bulleted list of how to approach exercise during pregnancy. And I know Erin and I go to the same doctor, so I'm sure she received this as well, but probably. I was just trying to think. I remember it was like a maroon folder or something, but I definitely Mm -hmm. never read it. Yeah. And there's like a little pamphlet inside that just kind of has like different categories, like food and exercise and different things to like look out for during pregnancy. But that it's not, it's not memorable because it's really not helpful at all. Um, and what's really even less helpful is I need to cut this out because this is giving away one. Of- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, I just had a I had a moment of what it could be. Oh my gosh! Okay, oh. I'm gonna start again. But something that's even less helpful is that every doctor has different recommendations. And I don't know if you go somewhere like this, but where Erin and I go, they have a lot of different doctors. So you could honestly see a different doctor and they could have a different recommendation based on exercise. Or if you're like talking to your friends and they're like, well, my doctor told me this and your doctor told you something else. So it can be really, really confusing. So we want to try and clear that all up for you tonight. I think one of the things that's worse than the confusion is the like debunking where it's like, okay, so you told me this and then somebody told me this. And then you're like trying to figure out not only which one you want to follow, but is one more true than the other? Is one flawed? Is one outdated? And like when you already have so many things going on, the last thing you want to be doing is like going through that turmoil of trying to figure out what to do. Yes. And yeah, just like you said, some there are some like really not not in a bad way, but there's some really old doctors who have who still go by the same things that they've went by for years. And then there's really like young doctors who are a lot different. So there's just like a big gap um, in what's actually safe and effective during pregnancy. Okay. Let's hear what you're drinking tonight. Oh, I messed it up. It's I wanted to actually do a cocktail because we haven't really done cocktails in a very long time. And so I was going to make a little skinny margarita. Long story short, I didn't have enough tequila. I didn't have enough anything else. So I have a lot of ice, a lot of salt, some light margarita mix, and some dashes of whatever alcohol I could. 
like wouldn't a- really recommend not gonna like it <laughs> Yeah, I've I, don't had, think, like, I don't think I'll be trying that. No, and especially like I've been on a reduced drinking spree. So I was like looking forward to, mm. you know, jazzing it up tonight. And I have become, oh my gosh, Jojo, please, a, like, a bigger tequila drinker. And I love Casamigas, um, Resposada, butchering that, I'm sure. So I was really excited to make the margarita with that. Mm. Here we are. What are you having? I am having... Red wine. It's a Malbec. Mm. And it's actually really delicious. I got it at Versivino when we were there the other week. And it's good. I never really drink Malbec. And um, I don't think I do either. Yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I had, well, I had a good setup while Aaron was attempting to get Ari to bed (laughs) (laughs) and I had Erin's favorite popcorn which she introduced me to which is Wegmans purple bag popcorn I don't know the exact name and I I have this but I'm kind of glad that I already finished it (laughs) while I was waiting for you because Eating popcorn while recording is probably not the There's best. There's no easy task. I'm yeah. trying to eat <laughs> the leftovers from last night. And I'm also struggling with that. <laughs> what are you eating? I'm going to go a bar of food. Second <laughs> 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 and vegetables. Sounds very boring, but it's quite tasty. Sounds I'm really helping my Betty Crocker, Martha Stewart game lately. And I also have, it's a dark chocolate peanut butter cup, but it's special kind of it's ben got it from there's a place in like a candy store in collingswood so it's like a homemade dark chocolate peanut butter cup that i think they make themselves and it's delicious so i got i got a really good setup tonight love it much better than mine (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so this outline Literally took me forever to write, not because it was challenging, because I, like I said, I love talking about all of this. But today the twins started their first day at daycare. So I was literally like, wait, but it was on Monday. No, it's today. Gosh, I feel terrible. I did not wish them luck. I did not check in with you. Oh my gosh. It's fine. But, uh, I was like watching them on video the whole time and it was just it was funny. It was it was funny to watch. The one thing I was like shocked by is that during nap time like obviously they sleep in they never sleep anywhere else. They sleep in their cribs, blackout curtains, white noise, all of that and they're sleeping in their classroom and there's this like huge window that's just the sun shining straight in. Like it's not even a little bit dark in the room. Is that normal? And um, so already t- started in a toddler, probably around the same age as the twins. So like into the toddler classroom um, and they do, Turn the lights off, but they don't like close the shades or anything. So it's still quite bright. And if you guys remember like being in elementary school or whatever, like it's still pretty bright. And I think they do um, like baby Einstein type music, like lullaby or no, that's not the right word. Not orchestra. <laughs> classical, like instrumental. Yeah. <laughs> instrumental, classical, that kind of stuff. But in the infant room, they don't turn any lights off. It is like bright as the, Day is, or the sun is yellow. <laughs> okay, so it's anyway. It's super bright, no noise, no no blackout shades, nothing. So I feel like Zane just kind of got used to having the not ideal environment. Whereas Ari definitely struggled to adjust um, when he first started. But yeah, long answer. Some classrooms are bright, and some are not. Yeah, at ours anyway. 
<laughs> and I was just watching like the teachers were just like sitting next to them, like patting their backs trying <laughs> to get oh. them to sleep. And I saw one of the teachers like she thought Axel was sleeping and she got up and was like slowly trying to <laughs> walk away. Army crawling away. And then he was immediately up. <laughs> gotcha. It'll get better. For sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too worried. I mean, they slept for they like, like, and, like so you can watch them all day long, like on live stream or something. Yeah. But I think I think we're just doing it for like this first month just to like mm. watch them get adjusted and then I don't know because I feel like I can get too obsessive over that and spend way too much time doing that yep I on the other hand would love to have a live stream of my boys <laughs> these days because my god this is a tough season I feel like Ari's like my little buddy he's just he blows me away every day. He's helpful. He's like just sharp. I don't know. He's like really fun to be around. But lately, the past like two weeks, he has been so unbelievably brutal to me. Like I just don't know what happened to him. So last week, uh, what day was it? I forget. It doesn't matter. But last week must have been Thursday. Um, we, uh, Ari teacher pulled me aside and said like, we had a really, really rough day today. Um, apparently, he was like tackling his classmates and pretending to eat rocks, which is like something he would never entertain. But like, just like doing like annoying stuff for attention, um, encouraging his friends to make bad choices, and just like, I was a little bit relieved that I wasn't the only one getting the brunt of this. But also, like, that's not what you want to hear that your kid's a troublemaker. So that was Thursday, and then Friday. I get a call from school and the director, principal, whatever, was like, um, I have Zane in my office and he would like to tell you what he's been saying today. And like, I knew exactly what she was going to say, but I'm like, Zane, what have you been saying? Um, and he wouldn't tell me. And, um, so long story short, he was, his favorite phrase is fuck out, fuck out, fuck out, fuck out, fuck out. He won't stop saying it. Um, and so at nap time, he was apparently jumping up and down on his cot, screaming, fuck out, fuck out, fuck out, throwing his shoes and encouraging his classmates to join in and say, fuck out, fuck out, fuck out. So, of course, I'm like receiving this information from his teacher and the director. And I'm saying all of the right parenting things and, you know, talking to Zane directly and saying like textbook exactly what I should be saying. So I guess... um, the teacher brought him back to class and the director was like, listen, I'm not calling because he's in trouble. I'm just calling you because I know the type of parent you are and that you would want to know. Um, she's like, to be honest, all of us here think it's just absolutely hilarious. And so like that was relieving, <laughs> but I was like, I got to be honest with you. I was a little surprised that this call didn't come sooner. So yeah. we'll go with that as our win for the day. But yeah, back to back troublemaker stories was like making me feel like a real winning mom. Well, yeah, I won't go on and on, but. We had a, we have a situation with Leo at school, so you're not alone, but I have to make one quick comment is that I know she said she called you now that you clarified that because she knows the parent you are, but is that like weird that she brought him into the office and called you? Like, I feel like that's something that's never happened before would happen in like elementary school or like middle school. I know. And I was so surprised it's like every time she calls, she goes, the boys are fine. Everything, everything's fine. Nobody's hurt. Like to just kind of set the stage for like why right. she'd be calling. This one was a different little field. It's like, sorry. I'm like, uh, what's going on? Then I like had to get to a quiet place and whatever. But no, I was like so surprised because they, that's never happened in our experience anyway. But I think that she was sort of like making it a point to show that we were aligned. And that's why she called. I don't know. Oh, man. These kids. That's my boy. (laughs) (laughs) These boys. (laughs) Okay, so I know on past episodes, we've talked about our pregnancy experiences. If you haven't listened to episode five, definitely go back to that one. Um, 
I'm not going to get too deep into that because we got into it before and we have a lot of good things to share and fun things coming in the episode. But I had two very different experiences during pregnancy when it comes to working out and exercising Um, and pregnancy with the twins. I knew I had to like approach things differently and not just listen to exactly what the doctor was saying and do what I knew was right. So the twin pregnancy definitely went much better and felt better, I will say, mentally um, when it came to working out. My second experience was very similar. Um, definitely healthier overall from like nutrition and movement. Um, like episode five has all actually, I can't remember what I said back then, but I would imagine I gave all the, the, the details, but basically with Ari, I was clarified to do anything. I had like a little bit of bleeding in the beginning and I just like went immobile. I wasn't in a good workout place before that. So I was more so just like taking it very, very easy. And of course, like, the doctor was like, that's fine. Like, you know, do whatever you're doing before. And that was nothing. So I feel like that wasn't really great advice because it's like, okay, have a sedentary is not like a fair word, but like, you know, a very low activity level pregnancy is I wouldn't do again. I don't know if other people might recommend that. It's not something that I would do. And then with Zane, I was like much more active. I gave myself grace the beginning, uh, first trimester, kind of just did what felt okay. And then through trimesters three and two and three, um, I remained pretty darn active. Amazing. What was the question? And and you kind of like hinted at what we're going to talk about soon, but our doctors are amazing and help with so many things and can answer so many questions for us when it comes to the health of our bodies and our babies. But They're not really, I don't want to make a general statement because I don't know with all doctors, but in general, they're not really specifically trained in exercise during pregnancy. So it's hard to take that advice. Um, But at the same time, it's also like, what other resources do you have? So a lot of times we just do whatever the doctor says. We just kind of do that and we don't question it because we don't, sometimes we don't know to question it. Um, so do you want to share what we're going to do? Yeah, we're going to switch things up tonight. I'm really excited because um, I get to just be more of a, player than an active participant (laughs) but we're going to play a game we are going to do a little myth busters and shelby's going to read off a series of i guess statements or um what's the word i don't know um uh, anyway facts facts or myths right yeah and i'm going to guess whether it's a fact or a myth so i'm excited we'll see how i do well number one is pretty much (laughs) You kind of hinted at it, what you already said. So when your doctor tells you, keep doing what you were doing before. Well, I want to say fact and myth. Yeah. It kind of of like some gray area there because if it's working for you and you're capable and it feels good, then yeah, do it until it doesn't feel good and you need to modify Yeah, so I'm just going to say this is like, yeah, there's a gray area, but I'm going to lean more towards myth. But I do get it because we want to encourage women to continue to work out during pregnancy. So we want them to feel safe and feel like it's okay and a good thing for you to continue working out. But There honestly are a lot of things that do need to change during pregnancy, and we can't keep doing things exactly the same way that we were doing them before. And I started to like 
write this, write the answer to this out. And then I realized, okay, we're probably going to have to do another episode just on like how to make different adjustments during pregnancy, because there's just, there are a lot of things that will need to change and know they're not like necessarily drastic things that need to change, but in order for you to feel your best in order to, in order for you to keep you and your baby safe and to help with pains that you may be having or, um, how your body is changing, there are things that are going to need to be adjusted. So the first thing is kind of, I'm just going to talk about a few things like general things, not anything super specific. Like I said, we will definitely do another episode that goes into more specifics. But the thing, the first thing that really needs to shift is your kind of focus during pregnancy. So if you're someone who has been consistently working out, there's a good chance that there has been like an aesthetic goal linked to that or a strength goal or some different type of goal. But your goal during pregnancy is going to change. So we're not really focused on those things. We're not trying to push for like changing our bodies or getting your warm racks in. Yeah. Yeah, we're not trying to hit PR. So really the main focus during pregnancy is on how can I feel my best and how can and more just on kind of like maintaining your fitness and not really trying to increase things or change things. And like I said, your body is changing, your belly is growing bigger. So we need to adjust certain exercises and different things to in order to accommodate for that so that you feel comfortable doing these things. And this is like a lot of this stuff is um, what I experienced in my first pregnancy. I just kind of like pushed myself really hard still because I was so concerned about um, trying to lose the baby weight after and or I like didn't want to gain too much weight. So I really push myself and try to really continue doing almost exactly what I was doing before. And it just did not feel good. Um, I feel like to that point, this is a really, really great time in your life to like focus on form and like proper technique, because it's more than likely you're going to have to reduce the weight anyway. So to your point again about mindset, like don't spin it as a negative, spin it as an opportunity to perfect your form, improve it, um, fine tune, ask questions while you're also adjusting to a body that's changing too. So I feel like it's a really good time to be intentional about the movements that you're doing and form, but I'm also like a crazy person about form in general. No. And I love that mindset shift because a lot of times it can feel like, ugh, like this sucks. I can't like, this doesn't feel good. This used to feel good. And now it doesn't feel good. Or I can't lift as much as I was lifting before. And like going into kind of like a um, spiral thinking like, you know, I'm never going to be able to get my strength back or lift as much as I would. So really trying to shift that on, okay, what can I focus on now instead of focusing, you know, on those things that are not going to make you feel good mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just like your body is going through so many changes. So not just your belly growing, but you may be experiencing different types of pains, whether that's your back or um, your your pelvis or different areas, or maybe you're feeling more tired or nauseous, or maybe your boobs are tender or I was going to, that's what I was going to bring up. Cause that was like unexpected. And just remembered we were going to a gym and we were doing like a cross fitty type hybrid with another type of program, but I was like very inconsistent with it. But I remember like it was early on in my first pregnancy and I had to run on one of those like ergo treadmill things. And I detest running or I did back in that time. Um, 
but I remember feeling so relieved because it was so painful that I had an excuse to be like, Oh, sorry. I just can't, I'm going to walk because the, like the running hurts too much, but it was true. Like I it was so unbelievably painful that it, like running was completely out of the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your body is just going through so many changes that you will have to adjust things and you won't be able to keep doing the things in the same way you were doing them before. And even, I don't know why I thought this was so cool or like, I guess I never really understood, you know, when you're pregnant, you probably realize that you're like more out of breath and things are feeling harder. And what's actually happening is like your ribs are moving up to make more room for your baby to grow. So it's kind of like pressing. So there's like a reason things are happening. So maybe you need to take more rest or like high intensity work is really probably not going to feel that great because you're getting out of breath more easily. All right. So what's our next one? Well, I just want to say one more thing. Um, on the other hand, too, like it can. This saying, just like keep doing what you were doing before, can, on the other hand, make you feel kind of discouraged if, you know, your doctor tells you to keep doing the same thing you were doing before and you try to do that and it feels really hard or it feels uncomfortable, but you try to like, Either one, you try to push through it and end up hurting yourself or in more pain, or you just are kind of hard on yourself because you feel like you should be able to do this and you can't. And you really I also feel like it speaks to that. Oh, sorry. No, keep going. That like, if you weren't doing anything before that, you shouldn't start something new. That's our next next point. (laughs) I guess I should have read the outline. Okay. Well, um, next one. Okay. Well, 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 just pretend nobody heard that. <laughs> What's the next one? So number two, your doctor tells you you shouldn't add in anything new to your routine. Back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You don't want to, do you watch Ryan? Not Ryan. Um, Kelly and Mark. Yeah. Have the red herring or try and get the, okay. Their episode. No, but. It's not, it's not a fact. <laughs> Absolute myth. So like, I feel like I know where you're going with that, but you know, that can be discouraging too. If your doctor tells you don't add in anything new when you're like, I know there's many benefits of exercise and moving my body during pregnancy. And maybe you're someone who wasn't super active prior to pregnancy, or maybe you've never like strength trained prior to pregnancy, but you are hearing benefits of it, then it can feel discouraging that like, oh, I can't do these things that are going to help me feel better and help me grow a healthier baby. Is that where you're going? (laughs) So If you were more inactive or less active prior to pregnancy, you kind of just have to follow the same guidelines as you would if you were any newer person trying to start a new fitness routine and just starting slow, easing into it, using lighter weights and gradually increasing over time. And as long as you know, you're paying attention to your body and everything. There's no reason that you can't start incorporating anything now. Right. Like pregnant or not, you wouldn't start training like an Olympian if you never did it before. So it's just, again, that reminder to be in tune with your body, listen to your body and um, let that be your guide or your starting point. Okay. All right. Hit me with the next one. I'm on a roll. Um, I feel like I'm going to laugh. <laughs> okay. Oh God. Hockey 
horseback riding and hot yoga are not safe during pregnancy. I mean, it seems like a really bad idea, especially the (laughs) horseback riding. (laughs) What was the first one? Hockey. 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 Race hockey? Tonsil hockey? Uh, uh, okay. ice. Okay. ice hockey, roller hockey, street. <laughs> okay, yeah. Any type of hockey seems like a really bad idea with sticks flying around, balls flying around, like potentially slipping and falling in skates. So yeah. that's clearly not a good idea. Horseback riding, that's a lot of giggling, <laughs> a lot of jugulation going on. Not a good idea. Hot yoga, though, I'm torn because like yoga is supposed to be super good for you. But should it not be hot? Yes. So I feel like I just had to add this one in because it made me laugh. But yeah, so we want to avoid any like contact sports. (laughs) If you're a hockey player, a rugby player, a football player, probably not a good idea when you're pregnant. And yeah, warm the bench for a little bit. (laughs) Come with your orange slices. Fill the water bottles, but minimize contact. Uh, okay. Then any any activities that have like a higher risk of falling, horseback riding, you may get thrown mm-hmm. off. Oh. I didn't think about falling off the horse. Or just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the jostling is maybe not the problem. Yes. More the falling. 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 Okay. So no hanging Christmas lights either. It's a bad idea. No. And yeah, yoga is amazing during pregnancy, but we don't want to be working out in really hot temperatures. Mm. So that one is true. What about the hot temperatures? Like what if you lived in Arizona or something? It was 117 degrees and you're doing yoga outside. Is that like technically hot yoga? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't do yoga outside. Yeah. So, is there, like, a certain temperature that's a cutoff point? Mm, I don't think. There might be. I don't know for sure. Okay. Just keep it cool. Got it. Yep. Okay. Um, Number four. Or number... Yeah, number four. Don't let your heart rate get above 140. Oh. Fact, myth, <laughs> false. So this is something like: is there a is there a threshold? Yeah, or- I don't. I feel like this is a common threshold that is given during pregnancy, but everyone's heart rates, depending on like, I don't know your activity levels and different things are going to be so different. So it's hard to just give like a general, your heart rate shouldn't get above this. Um, And also throughout pregnancy through different trimesters, your heart rate's going to change too. Um, Is there any connections like your resting heart rate? Like if it happens to be around this one, like you shouldn't, is like lower because of that or higher because of that or not tied to it at all? Yeah, no, I don't think so. It's just, you know, your heart rate is going to change. Everyone's just so different. So it's hard to really give a general recommendation. And um, a better thing to use would be kind of like a talk test. So you should be able to feel like you can hold a conversation during exercise. But if you feel like you're like super out of breath and you can't, then you probably need to bring it down a bit. Well, that's actually really helpful because on whatever episode we talked about, like the accuracy of like Fitbits and Apple Watches and that kind of stuff. So if you're relying on that to make like in the moment health decisions, or if it's later, you forgot it that day, like that's a whole other source of stress. But being able to talk or not talk is very obvious. And then like you feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. We want to keep things as simple as possible. So that can be like another stressor that's adding on like you're constantly checking what's my heart rate at like oh my gosh it's at 
a little bit above 140 or whatever. So that's like, times where like, it's at 78 and I can barely <laughs> catch my breath and I feel like I'm going to keel over. And then times that it's at 140, I'm like, what? I got this. So yeah. Listen to your body again. Stay mm-hmm. in tune with it. Okay. Number like five. You should work your core during pregnancy. Mm, you do want to you do want a strong midsection. So I don't know if you work your back or your core for that, but I would say yeah. You don't want to like be trying to attain like an eight pack for aesthetics. You want to have that core strength to support your growing belly and weight dispersion. Yes. So you're correct. But hey, there are a, a few stipulations. So working your core during pregnancy is super important and ensuring that you're having like a good connection with your core and your pelvic floor is really going to help with recovery as well. So really focusing on that during you every mean single pregnancy exercise. recovery or workout recovery, pregnancy recovery. Um, or, you know, after you give birth, recovery after birth. Postpartum recovery. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really going to help your core restore after Ooh, pregnancy. Um, and more focusing on exercises that are isometric. So where you're kind of more just like holding so maybe that's like planks, maybe that's side planks, um, doing paloff presses or um, dead bugs or bird dogs, different things that are more like stabilizing isometric exercises versus we don't really want to be doing like crunches where we're like squeezing that area. We just want to be working on strengthening that area. Um So most of these things are usually good up until the third trimester. So really in the third trimester, your belly is growing a lot bigger. So that's something that we want to be mindful of. Um, So one is like the size of your belly. So maybe doing a plank isn't going to feel comfortable because like your belly is touching the ground or like there's not enough space. So maybe that means putting your arms on a bench so you're kind of at an incline and holding that way. And then you also want to look for any coning, which is basically like um, you'll see down your midline kind of like it comes to a point in the middle um, or like a hard line down the middle. So we don't want to we don't want to see that. So maybe if you if you do see that during an event, any of these exercises, it might mean just kind of like shifting your position. And if you try to shift your position and you still see it, maybe that means, okay, like I just need to not do this for now. And post-pregnancy, I can continue doing it. Yep. Agree. I also feel like, well, this is my own plug for deadlifts because I just feel like they do everything for my body, but just skip core work and do the do deadlifts. And honestly, every so many exercises you are focusing on your core. So like Aaron said, deadlifts and squats, like you have to really engage everything. Overhead pressing, like really so many exercises, you're really focusing on engaging your core to make sure everything's tight and like you're having good Um, form. So, you know, engaging that core. And like I said earlier, or I'm not sure if I said earlier, but um, during during any exercise, especially during pregnancy, you're really going to want to try to ensure that you have a good connection between your core and your pelvic floor, which comes into play when you're like breathing through your exercises. Um, So you really are engaging it in almost every single thing you're doing. You did say that earlier. And I think that we need to like reserve a spot for 
like a true pelvic floor deep dive because definitely never heard anything about it during my first pregnancy and probably only heard dabbles of it throughout my second one because of you or, you know, new things coming on the scene. I can't remember, but probably you. Um, so I feel like there's just so much education that we could provide on that. Mm-hmm. And on even, one. I mean, this is something <laughs> I could go on a lot, but like you said, first off with the back, like, Working your back during pregnancy is really important because your belly is growing so big that it's kind of like weighing you down and pulling you forward. So by building a stronger back, you're going to have better posture. It's going to help you hold your belly up better and make you feel better and probably experience less pain. So working your back and even too, like Many people don't realize your glutes are actually connected to your core. So by strengthening your glutes, that's going to help with your core as well. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh. You said I had that as a factor myth. Yes. Back, glutes, core, all really important during pregnancy. All right. We have two more. Two more? Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't lift anything overhead. Or over 10 pounds. Myth. Okay. (laughs) I was hoping for a challenge towards the end. (laughs) I think the very last one might be a little bit more challenging. Um, So you are right. But, you know, as you go throughout pregnancy, with each trimester, it's going to feel harder to lift heavier. So that's just something to keep in mind. There's no like set weight, don't lift over this. And even if you think about it, like if you have other kids that you're maybe carrying around, like that's going to be more than 10 pounds. Right. Like my kid was 10 pounds at eight weeks or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So don't be afraid to continue to lift throughout pregnancy. But, um, you know, like I said, your focus isn't gaining strength during pregnancy. It's kind of more about maintaining and may- and probably dropping it down some, but trying to maintain as much as possible. And usually we talk, I talk a lot about like progressive overload, like trying to increase how much weight you're using, how many reps, how many sets. Um, that's going to feel hard. During pregnancy. So there's other ways that you can kind of still try to progress a little bit, even if it's not with weight. So maybe that's like increasing your range of motion or adding um, a pause or a slow lowering to an exercise. So there's different ways that you can kind of add this form of progressive overload without adding additional weight. Um And then just another thing to keep in mind when it comes to how much you should be lifting. So we don't want to be working till failure. We don't want to be working in really low rep ranges because that's that usually means you're working towards strength and trying to lift more weight. And really thinking about the weight that you're using, you want it to feel like you still could do like two to three more reps once you're done that set you just said something that sparked the thought and of course i completely forget what it was (laughs) um oh i think like well this goes back to like the mindset thing but you were talking about like progressive overload in terms of adding weight or adding reps putting pause whatever but when it comes to pregnancy like sustainability is a win in itself so like mm-hmm. it's not bad that you're sustaining your strength and not increasing reps or um weight. And just because you need to decrease here or there doesn't mean that that's a failure. So I feel like just driving home the point of mindset over everything here is what's going to make it successful. The fact that you're getting in movement and doing something healthy for you and your baby is so important and discount that. Yep. So, Love it. Yeah. I agree. All right. There was something else too, but okay. Last one, right? <laughs> Last one. You should never lay flat on your back during exercise. Just during exercise. Yes. Um, well, yeah. 
like, I feel like I know you shouldn't sleep on your back, but I know like if you end up on your back, like, okay, you ended up on your back. Hmm. I feel like for brief periods of times that could be okay. Yeah. I like that yeah. answer. Okay. Um, so maybe I should have said like third trimester. A lot of, a lot of people will say this, like don't lay flat on your back for any exercises during your third trimester. So maybe that, you know, if you're using a bench, if you're doing like a bench press or um, maybe you're doing like a glute bridge on the floor, anything like so funny, that. My mind didn't even go to that. I went to like hollow holds or like no. get bugs <laughs> or something like bench press did not even cross my mind as like laying mm-hmm. flat on the back, your back. Yeah. So anything you're laying flat on your back. Um, so this really is just very individualized. So for me, I didn't have any issues at all laying flat on my back. I felt good. I felt okay. But a lot of people may feel like lightheaded or dizzy, or maybe you have like a tinkling in your legs. Um, if you are feeling I couldn't do, was it the abduction? Was it, do you remember? I remember being like, I don't know if it was like painful. Yeah, I feel or, like it was abductions, maybe. Like I could do the hip, um, whatever they're called, hip thrusts, not hip thrusts, bridge, dumbbell bridges, not do the abduction part. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, but if you are feeling like lightheaded or dizzy, I would stray away from doing things flat on your back. But if you do feel okay, then you continue can continue to do it but kind of like you said i mean you don't want to be lying on your back for an extended period of time and if you do feel um any of those symptoms you could always just use a slight incline so like i said with a bench press instead of doing it completely flat maybe you bring the bench up to like a slight incline instead and that's going to feel better um so a lot of times like in the past Doctors have really told women not to do anything on their back because the weight of the baby could really press on and block. It's called the vena cava, which is the main vein that carries blood back um, to the heart from the lower body. And that can cause a lot of issues. Um, So... That was the reasoning for it, but everybody's body is so different. So just really paying attention to how you feel is going to be the most important. Like the same way that you would, again, not pregnant, like you wouldn't do something that made you feel absolutely atrocious or lightheaded or like at risk of injury. So, yeah. And I feel like, yes, like that is during any time, but I feel like, especially like kind of like we said earlier, like you might try to just push through it because you feel like you should be able to do it or you were able to do it before. So no, that's what I mean. Like if you have to have the same mindset, like you wouldn't push yourself if you you knew it didn't feel right. So don't push yourself during pregnancy in that way. No, that's all. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of like just the last point I really want to make is just the most important thing overall when it comes to exercise during pregnancy is really just listening to your body. And I kind of hate this saying because it's like easier said than done or like, what does that really mean? Um, But really, if just an exercise doesn't feel right, if you're feeling pain, you can try changing the position you're you're in. You can try changing like the range of motion you're using. So maybe not going like quite as deep into a squat or a lunge or something like that. Or maybe you're trying a different variation. So just like little tweaks could be um, something as simple as like maybe you're holding a dumbbell up to your chest and instead you try holding it down at your sides and like trying different variations of exercises. Um, But if it still doesn't feel good, it's okay to not do it. And knowing that, you know, 
overall, pregnancy, nine months, even though it's really like longer than nine months in the grand scheme of things is not that long of a time. And you will be able to get your strength back, strength back and get back to where you were before. And it's okay to lower the weights and, you know, change up things during this time. And you will be able to incorporate those things again. There's something else I wanted to say. And again, I forgot. Um, it was like another obvious reminder. So, um, you, like you have said, and obviously like you can feel it, but your body is constantly changing throughout pregnancy. So what I was going to ask, or I guess recommend, I don't know, is that just because something doesn't feel good one week doesn't mean the following week, it might not feel better. So like, when we talk about like pushing yourself too much, obviously that's not good either, but also don't write off everything because it hurts one time. Like as your body's changing, something might become more comfortable, more uncomfortable. Um, So I know that like I experienced that kind of fluctuation throughout, throughout pregnancy. Yeah. And if you listen to the last episode and if something's hurting you and you go to your chiropractor and they can fix it and then you're feeling good to keep doing that exactly (laughs) all right do we have any action steps i feel like you're good with these on the fly okay so if you are pregnant and looking to work out during pregnancy or feeling like you can't don't take advice at face value but also don't do too much research and over. Okay, hold on. These are not steps. If you're pregnant, talk to Shelby because she is certified in pregnancy for fitness, health. <laughs> what certification did she just get? Pre and postnatal. postnatal. Yeah. Oh, I wanted like the rest of the description. Oh. Pre and postnatal physical care. Athletic care. No. Uh, coaching. <laughs> coaching. Okay. So she can help you work through all of those modifications and a new plan, a consistent program, and a community that will help you through it. It means so much to us to have you on this journey. And together, we hope we can make mom life a little bit easier for you one episode at a time. As always, never hesitate to DM us on Instagram at Mom Tales and Cocktails Podcast with your mom tales. And don't forget to follow here and we will see you on the next episode.